We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For okay. fire bitches. Let's do it, man. All right. Somehow we just talked for 54 minutes on, Rolled right into on all these questions. This is great. Yeah. Yep. Good stuff tonight. Good stuff. Yeah. Which has the better chance to happen this season? Audric Estime rushes for at least 1,200 yards, or one of Notre Dame's wide receivers tops 900 yards? I honestly think both are going to happen. Um, the only problem is if I had to pick one over the other, I'm going to pick Audric Estime. I think he hits about 1,300 or so yards. I think he's going to get over that. But I do think eventually Sam Hartman's going to find his number one guy. And I don't know who that is yet. That remains to be seen. He's going to spread the ball around. He's going to throw it to whoever's open. But I do think somebody might crack the 900-yard mark. Uh, but if it, my money goes towards Audric. I think he's almost guaranteed to get there, especially – with the loss of Diggs, he's going to get a few more carries. I think he definitely hits that. I had to, when I was coming up with the question, I had to keep kind of jacking up the numbers to, to sure. try to figure out where the pressure point was. Apparently, I didn't pressure point it high enough. I, you know, The last time a Notre Dame running back hit the 1,200-yard mark, it's been six years. Josh Adams in 2017. Okay. Now, Kyron Williams had a nice year a couple of years ago. With 1,100 yards. But what else was around Kyron Williams? The running back room was not as deep as it is True. right now. And that's why I still think... Kyron had I over 200 like, carries that year, too. I, like, I think <laughs> Estime... Yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> I think Estime is going to top 1,000 and probably hit 1,100. To me, the pressure point starts at 1,100, though, because okay. of the fact that you have better depth than what Kyron Williams had when he had his 1100 yard season sure. a couple of years ago. So I think we're going to see at least two receivers around like 800 plus, And I think one of them will get to 900. Interestingly, Miles Boykin in uh, 2018, 817 yards. The next year, Chase Claypool was a little over a thousand but since that 2019, it's been basically the Michael Mayer show. And we haven't seen since Javon McKinley had seven, uh, over 700 yards the next year. We haven't seen a Notre Dame receiver top 700 yards 
even. But I think we're going to see multiple receivers again top that. Again, because of the, you know, like Estime is going to get his carries, but other guys are going to share the load as well. You know, and the fact that they went out and and added Ford, you know, like I think that, I think that Estime is just going to have some of those opportunities taken away from him, and that's going to be good for Estime. It's going to be good for the team. So I'm going to go with the receiver yardage over Estime getting to 1,200. You know, again, I think he's going to top 1,000, but okay. I think I think it's going to be a little bit high, tougher. Huh? Okay. Yeah, I think that's fair to me anyway, to me. That's fair. But that's, you know, again, like that where the pressure point is, that's what I'm really curious mm-hmm. to see. So Notre Dame safety target. Paul Menke Jr. has committed to Duke. How does this make you feel about fighting Irish safeties coach Chris O'Leary? Uh, to be honest with you, I'm not going to throw him under the bus just yet. I This was not a a O'Leary. Not a total shocker. It's not a total shocker it. and it's and I don't put this on O'Leary. I don't put this one on O'Leary at all. Um, let's just say some things outside of Notre Dame's control pretty much made this one go. Um, and so so I don't put that on O'Leary. I think that the safety recruiting has been an issue. Do you want to just say it or do you want to leave it in the shadows? I got to leave it in the shadows. I'm not allowed okay. to say. I'm not okay. allowed to say. I can share it with you later, but I can't. I, I mean, can't, I have I don't an wanna, idea of what you're talking about. but yeah. I don't want to put the kids' dirty laundry out there uh, because that's not really – that's not our job. So, um so anyway, I so I don't put this on O'Leary, but he does have to close on some of these guys. Um, he he's going to have to close on some of these safety guys moving forward. He can't strike out on all of them. You know what I mean? So I, the jury's still out just a little bit, um, but I don't put this one on him. So my my opinion of him doesn't change in any way whatsoever. Uh, but he's got to close on some of these guys. Yes. And again, the Mankey thing, you know, there's only so much Chris O'Leary or Notre Dame can do. The the, right. the fact of the matter is kind of what you finish with. O'Leary needs to find a hit at some point. That's, Agreed. Absolutely. And yep. it's got to stick. Because <laughs> you know, that's this, this, it's a very important position and it has to be addressed in recruiting. And, you know, for whatever reasons, he hasn't, he hasn't sure got the hit yet. The yeah. hit that stuck, you know, and right. that's that's where he is. You know, whatever the reasons are, he's got to mm. find one that sticks. Yeah. That's just right. where it is right now, you know. Yeah, I, I realize right. sometimes, you know, like very close the last couple of, you know, like the, the all the drama, you know, it, back in, in December, I realize very close, but at the end of the day, you've got to find one that sticks. And yes, that's that's just that's just the fact of the matter. No yep. matter, you know, it's it's just where he is. And I guess that's kind of what I'm looking at. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Chicago Bears defensive lineman Justin Jones went off on Green Bay Packers fans yesterday. He called them excrement. Mm-hmm. He actually didn't use the word excrement. He used the word for what you do when you go number two. This is a family show, so I'm not actually going to say the word. <laughs> Called him obnoxious. He said half of them don't even know football. And he said he also wishes that Aaron Rodgers was still playing with the Packers so they could beat him this season. So rate this rant on a scale of one to ten, Vince. Oh, it's a, a 12. I mean, I look, one of the pro- – I don't want to say one of the problems. I don't know if that is effective – But this isn't the old school NFL where there were legit rivalries uh, for the players. Free agency obviously has pretty much killed that too much. There's too much movement. I mean, guys go from the bears to the Packers all the time. Uh, There's just, I mean, growing up, I would assume that the Eagles Cowboys rivalry wasn't just the fans. I'm guessing it was probably the players as well. Right. I mean, I'm going out on a limb, but I'm going to say that that was a pretty heated rivalry on the field as much as it was off the field right i think bears packers used to be much more of a rivalry for the players back in the day we don't see it anymore and we don't see players trash talking other teams anymore because you never know well, he's when trash that team... talking the fans though he's he's going oh, after the packers he's fans. going after the whole organization frankly and that's right which i'm okay with too uh, but you just don't you don't see that anymore because you never know when that team might be in play for you to go play with or whatever. So they just don't do it anymore. I'm all for it, man. I am all for it. I'm all for the pettiness. I'm all for the anger. I'm all for all of it. Call them all out. Fans, players, the front office, whatever, man. Call them all. Because he called out Aaron Rodgers. Awesome. Call them all out, baby. We need more of that in the NFL. I mean, I completely agree. Rivalries are not nearly what they all, you know, used to be, just like you said. And free agency is the main culprit. Like, the, yes. you know, back in the you know, 80s and prior to that, you had guys who stuck around with teams for the majority of their career because it was pre-free agency. That has all right. changed now. You know, like you look at, at, a, at a guy like Deion Sanders or – or Terrell Owens, who both played for the Dallas Cowboys yeah. and the San Francisco 49ers. I guess Charles Haley actually did too. But, you know, like Owens and, and Sanders were both a direct result of free agency. Haley was yeah. traded over there. Like, I remember, you know, again, like going back to talking about that Cowboys-Redskins, there was like a playoff game between those two. I think it was in the early 80s, and someone – had uh, sent a funeral wreath to the Dallas Cowboys before the game. You know, I don't know if it was a Redskins fan or who it was. And the Cowboys won the game. And afterwards, Harvey Martin, the big defensive end, took the funeral wreath. He marched into the uh, Washington Redskins locker room. He opened the door and he threw the funeral wreath inside the Redskins locker room. That's awesome. It's beautiful. And I mean, if you want to get the fan base on your side, 
you do what Justin Jones did. Yep. And you know, you you call out your biggest rival and you know, you you rally the fans around you. You know, the the Bears have not, obviously not been on Packers level in recent years. That no should doubt. very well change this year. But you at least want guys like that who, you know, are are willing to stir it up, willing to mix it up and have the belief, you know. I love, I love it. I love that story. And and to be honest with you, look, and and Quinn is the one that brings this up. He says, don't forget, Rodgers told a Bears fan that he owns them. Yeah, that's he true. He did. He did. I, I, look, yes, he said it. But was it untrue? No. And yeah. it hurt my heart. It, I mean, it hurt everything about me because I'm a Bears fan. But he's not wrong. Talk that trash, man. And th- this is the one and only time you're ever going to hear me say anything good about Aaron Rodgers. But I had no problem with him saying that because it was true. And he did it in Soldier Field. And, I mean, hey, touche to you, buddy. I, I, If you can back it up, man, I have no problem with the trash talk. I have no problem with it. Salty uh, threw a question in earlier. Does it seem to you that once he decided to leave Notre Dame, Phil Jerkovic transferred to Boston College, then Pittsburgh, in part to play Notre Dame every year? I mean, it's possible. He he has trouble keeping Notre Dame out of his mouth, obviously. And and the, the most recent interview that he gave at Pitt is prime example of that. I mentioned and, Notre Dame. Yeah, I committed to Notre Dame and blah, right. Blah, blah. Never once mentioned BC. Um, so that was right. interesting. But you know, Phil just needs to graduate and move on at this point. And he needs to not keep mentioning Notre Dame because it doesn't end well for him. I mean, he didn't play last year because he was injured, obviously, and, and everything. But, like, dude, if you, if I, I know that Phil is from Pittsburgh, John, and that's what he that. was kind of saying in that Twitter clip, you know, the interview, he was doing a, like a walk and talk interview. It yeah. looked like they were on campus or something. Yep. He's like, oh, I don't know why you want to go anywhere. Just stay at Pittsburgh. They've got and everything. He should have committed there in the you first know. place. Yeah. If that's what you thought, then, I mean, you know, but obviously he grew up wanting to go to Notre Dame and all it, it, it didn't work out, but no, it, it still didn't. obviously lives rent free. in his Oh brain, yeah. No you know? doubt. He brings it up all the time. He brought it up before the yeah. BC game last year. He brings it up in this interview. Just wait for the Notre Dame Pittsburgh week next year or this coming year. I'm sure he's going to bring it up again. Awesome. Go ahead. It's just going to be a Royal beatdown again. And cultural appropriation. <laughs> so stupid. Like really, really, Come on, yeah, I mean, man. is he going to go on social media before Pittsburgh comes to town? And I hope know. he's learned his lesson, and he doesn't. But based on the interview he just gave, he's going to say something stupid. He's going to. He's going to say something stupid. That's I don't think he can help himself material. at this point. Yeah, I just don't think he can. Absolutely. Good for him. Yeah. Salty also says Paul McCartney has discussed a Beatles, a new Beatles song, in which John Lennon's voice will be the product of AI computing should an artist have the right to not be ai copied well and i could be wrong but i'm pretty sure mccartney owns the rights to the beatles stuff well Um, that's a good question because you know there was a famous conversation many years ago between paul mccartney and michael jackson okay where where mccartney told michael jackson like the money is in you know like owning the rights to the music. And so Michael Jackson went out and bought the Beatles library and, you know, like out from under Paul McCartney. Wow. And, you know, so he, you know, see, he owned the Beatles library. 
So I don't know, you know, with, with Michael Jackson's death a few years back and, you know, like where exactly any of that lies right now. Yeah. Like, I don't know what the legal able to buy it back or, you know, any of that stuff. Well, I know but, I saw a little bit of a story on this. Uh, was it today? I don't know. Yesterday, maybe, I don't know, but Yoko Ono gave Paul McCartney uh, a cassette of a song that John Lennon wrote and sang on after he died. He gave, she gave him the cassette. So it, it does belong to Paul McCartney. And that's what they're using. He's putting, they're basically putting out a single, mm -hmm. a John Lennon single. And I think the other Beatles are, are singing on it as well. I think that's what's happening, but it was his property. He owned it. And so, you know, it'll be interesting to see how that all works. Yeah. It's going to be, this whole AI, the the chat, what is it? It's chat GPT wild. or whatever. It's yeah, like we could be sitting here five years from now and like you could be watching this show and it's you know just computer generated. It'd be great. <laughs> Dude, that would free me up to do a lot of other things. <laughs> yeah, that's that's for sure. It'd be it all free up Vince's it. time. Man, that's great. right. So Vince, filmmaker Kevin Smith of Clerks and Jay and Silent Bob fame, says there are some classic movies that need a current reboot. One of the ones that he mentioned specifically is The Bad News Bears. Smith said he envisions Kelly Leak and Amanda Wurlitzer, who are grown-ups and are now coaching against each other in Little League. My first question is, would you watch that? No. Well... I can't say no because I probably would. It would be like, why? Like, do I want to watch this train wreck, this potential train wreck? First of all, they never should have remade the movie in the first place. But you're talking about a reboot, as this in you're following the characters. This after is basically the fact. like what they did with the Karate Kid. You know, right, like right, like, right, right. The, it, it's not just like you're you're doing a remake of it. Right. You know, they did a whole. First, it was on YouTube, and then you know YouTube TV, and then it went over to Netflix. Netflix. It became. Right. A modernized, you know, like a follow-up, what, 30, yeah. 40 years later. And I loved it. It was great. And that, that would be what this is. It would be sure. like James, you know, Jackie Earl Haley and Tatum O'Neill, who played the two characters. Now they would be grown up and they would be like, I think it's a perfect Netflix series, personally, just like probably what Karate right. Kid did. I think you, if they, you know, if they did it right, right, I think it could be pretty funny, actually. Yeah, they'd have to. It's such a narrow needle to thread, though. You know what I mean? Like they threaded the needle with with uh, Cobra Kai. Like they threaded that yeah. needle perfectly. It was great. My my son even has a Cobra Kai T shirt that he wears all the time. Like they threaded that needle perfectly. You would have to do it right because there's a, there's other ones that they've done or that they've rebooted that have just not been good. Uh, right, like they've tried, you know, they they tried to bring back nine zero two one zero. I don't. Did they try bad. like a, a more modern Melrose Place or something I don't like that? Think so. I think nine zero two one zero was it. Look at Top Gun Maverick. It's the same kind of deal. Same characters. Which was really good. Thirty years later, which yeah. was really good. I mean, you know, I I, I would watch it. Be, I I would be at the very least yeah. intrigued by it, and yeah. you know, see where it goes. But I, you know, like Jackie Earl Haley. You know, he's he's one of these actors that's kind of kicked around every once in a while. He's made like these little comebacks. Tatum O'Neill, you obviously haven't unfortunately seen as much of, you know, she did. Uh, did you ever watch Rescue Me, the the firefighters show no. with uh, Dennis Leary a few years back? Kind of a drama. I remember that show now, but no, thing. I never watched it. Yeah, she was in that. 
for a little bit. But like both of them, I think that the, it would be like a really good comeback opportunity for both of them. And if you if you get That's the right true. writers, I think it could be really funny because it's like you know again it's like week after week here's here's Kelly Leak and Amanda Wurlitzer you know button heads on the little league diamond you know fighting over practice time and could be you know good. all different kind of little you know little league misadventures and and stuff like that so okay you're not as hot on on the bad news bears reboot then but like are there any are there any that you could think of that maybe you would like to see reboot? see it's I tried to come up with like all the shows or movies that I really enjoyed growing up. And I feel like they've tried to redo almost all of them. Uh, there's just a lot of lack of imagination out there right now. I feel like uh, now here's one and I'm, there might be controversial. I don't know, but I was a big fan of the wonder years growing up. I really love that show. I was thinking the same thing. Really? Okay. Wonder years. So they tried this weird reboot with an African-American family and, and they call it the wonder years. And, and again, you're not remaking it. You want to get right. the same people who played what, those just yes. like with the, just That's like what with I want. Kubrick high and right. variety kit. I want yeah. to see Winnie and the whole crew. I want to see right. them as adults. And like, I want to see and, yes. are Kevin and Winnie married yeah. or like maybe they're divorced now. Like they got right. married and they're, you know, something like that. Right. Yeah. And and so like what they did with the Wonder Years, they came out with a new Wonder Years, but it's not the same characters. It's a different yeah. thing. I want to see the characters grown up. That's exactly that, that's the one that came to mind for me. And I was thinking as I was trying to come up with like the different show, like my mom always used to watch Magnum P.I. That's been redone. Like they've 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 redone a lot of the stuff. I think haven't that they canceled out. that already? Or like Pro, it's, I, I don't know, even know. I don't think I, it did very well. It never really yeah. resonated with me. Like uh, um, MacGyver, like yeah. I love MacGyver when I was a kid. They they redid that one, eh, like you know, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we were both on the same with the Wonder Years. That's hilarious. Like, I didn't know you were a fan. Another, oh yeah, like watch that. That was kind of when I was in college. I was watching the Wonder Years. Okay, so um, yep. Sandlot. Thing. Like I thought about Sandlot, you know, because you remember like. The, you know, at the very end when he's the Dodgers play-by-play -play announcer yeah. and Benny yep. the Jet, you know, he's played for the Dodgers. Like aging maybe, Dodgers player. Yeah, like maybe you visit that era, you know, like where mm -hmm. the guy is doing the play-by-play -play and Benny is playing and, you know, something happens there. I could see that. I thought about like Ferris Bueller where like Ferris has grown up and now he's the principal and he's like, you know, <laughs> dealing with the punk kids and stuff like that. Uh, you know, he was the dean of students is the, who he was dealing with that whole time. He was the dean That's of right. students. And I didn't realize that until I watched it recently after I got my dean of students job. And I was like, <laughs> I was riveted to the movie in a whole new way, watching that and knowing that he was the dean of students. I thought that was hilarious. Anyway, um, that could be a fun one for sure. Michael said, anyone heard any rumors about happy days? That would be interesting like i never got into happy days that was a little before yeah that was time. that was way before your time Meg. but <laughs> they could all basically be grandparents now easily so easily quinn wants to know what your go-to mm. seed flavor was when you were coaching baseball he says he's a uh, a big buffalo wing guy i wasn't a big seed guy i would do more seeds at practice than i would at games i know some people are religious about their seeds during games but i i was way too focused on what i was doing 
Um, and if you're playing on turf, they don't allow seeds anyway. So uh, that's yeah. a new thing. But anyway, I was a, an original and a ranch. Those are usually the ones that I liked uh, the most. I was not, I'm not a barbecue guy. Uh, I like the so. barbecue and the wings myself, like okay. the hot. Okay. But the problem is, like, just with like the, you know, you end up like with the canker sores and stuff like that. <laughs> your cheeks are all puckered up. So right. I typically would go more bubblegum, you know, than than seeds when I could. Mm, so. See, big league chew. Can't go wrong with big league chew. That's my favorite. Yeah. yeah. That's my that's my favorite. Quinn wants stories of kids sent to my office. Someday I'll write a book. Um <laughs> someday I'll write a book. That'll be... I also thought about have you seen Say Anything? John Cusack? Say no. anything? Is okay. that the Yes, the one, where he's yeah. holding the boom box. I up. know I know that scene, but I have but no idea was, why. There's a scene about kickboxing, sport of the future, all that kind of stuff. You know, I thought about like like uh Lloyd Dobler is now, you know, Lloyd Dobler and he's running the MMA, you know, or something like that. Like he had a successful because kickboxing was the sport of the future, he became a successful, you know, like okay. MMA guy MMA? and now he's running the MMA <laughs> or he's doing like an MMA podcast or, right. or something like that since like working podcasts into storylines is kind of a big that is a thing. Know, a recent trend now in in TV and movies and stuff like that. I'm trying to think cuz like as a big say by the bell fan, they yeah. rebooted that. You know, they've done a lot of the ones that I used to watch to be honest yeah. with you. I like Bal- I I was thinking about Breakfast Club. I couldn't think of like how I would do it. You know, Baldwin says Judd Nelson is being abused by his kids. <laughs> fix me a fix me a turkey pot pie, dad. <laughs> that'd be that'd be weird. Like cuz you'd have to somehow get all of those kids involved as adults mm-hmm. so they're like all their kids go to the same high school and then they have the issue like breakfast club was such a like it was one day it was one day that all these kids came together do we are we sure that they all hung out afterwards are we sure that was a th- you know what i mean like i don't know it'd be interesting i have a different quandary that i want to throw to you oh okay so i was listening uh, the Ryan Rosillo podcast, at the okay. end of his podcast, he does life advice and he, okay. he takes emails from listeners and he does life advice for them. So the one I was just listening to, some relatively young guy moves to Los Angeles, I think it was, or Southern California anyway, with uh, his girlfriend and her mother. Okay. And they all move into oh. this house together. Oh. Guy, girlfriend, her mother. Within a month, girl meets a guy online, breaks up with guy, moves out, says that, you know, she's going to, you know, check in with the new guy. But current boyfriend who's writing this letter still living in the rented house with the girl's mom. What? It gets better. Now, ex-girlfriend asks the guy if she will drive him or drive her. To the new, you know, to the guy she met online who lives like eight hours away to save her money. And the guy is asking if he should do it. What? How is that even a possibility? How is that even something that you would consider? No. How about you ask your mom? She's in the next room over. That's right. (laughs) There's no way. It just, it seems like a total, like, like this mom and girl, like are totally playing this guy or oh something. My, poor guy. Yeah, I know. Poor guy. I know. I mean, but, and I didn't, you know, apparently he sent a picture. 
You know, he's like, you know, she's out of my league. You know, basically he was lucky to have her all this. It just sounds like dude with no self-esteem needs to, you know, just like Let kick go, her to the man. curb, go run as far as he can. And yes, you know, you I got, just and kick mom to the curb too. Like you, <laughs> you need to get her out. of. I realize whether well, they're California, in, you know, they, probably they can't just afford moved it. and they yeah. were renting a house. Yeah. And yeah. that's why, you know, like the lease, you know, and that's the other thing is like, he was, you know, considering does he stay in the house with the mom Man. until like next March or something like that? Because they literally just got the lease. It's like, I think you got to just, you got to, you got to eat that deposit and <laughs> go back to wherever you came from. I mean, and, the, the legal ramifications would be in her. Like I would be researching the financial legal ramifications of being in that house or not being in that house. Right. If I had to, if I had to stay in the same house as the mom, like, First of all, what is that dynamic like? Because you know, there's there are there are plenty of relationships out there where you get along better with your mother-in-law than you do with the person you're in a relationship with. True, and Very I, true. you know, I, but so I wonder what that relationship is like. But if I was that guy, I'd be bringing home a different girl like every week, like just rubbing it in. I don't know. I I know. I would I would make it miserable for that mom to live there. In no world do you drive the girlfriend eight hours to go meet None. up with her new no. online boyfriend, though. No chance. No, yeah. No chance. And if he's got any friends whatsoever, they got to be telling him that. Yeah. I think what Rosillo said is, like, he's obviously considering it because he thinks he's got some chance of actually getting back with her. But the only way you're actually getting back with that girl is if you give her the boot and, you, you know, you just tell her in no uncertain terms yeah. later. And yeah. hope, you know, maybe – Maybe sometime down the road she comes to her senses and comes crawling back, but she ain't coming back if you're uh, if you're cowing to her like that. So Not a chance. Not a chance. Picks, picks would help me answer, Terrence. <laughs> yes. It's a very good point. Just you know, like what <laughs> leagues? What leagues are we talking about? Right. right? <laughs> I would like to see the pictures as well, frankly. But uh, yeah. I want to see the picture of the mom. Does that make me old? that's i mean if you're stuck living with the mom <laughs> if the girl is cute there's at least a 50 50 chance the mom yeah. is so I'm just like, saying just saying know. be worth the thought you know if you're if you're putting yourself in that situation so <laughs> all right let's end on that tonight. Right. great questions tonight fun yeah. show <laughs> tonight uh, tomorrow's show, Kevin Corrigan, national championship lacrosse coach. He'll join me to start the show, and then Jesse will be in for rapid fire as well. And I think we've got a three-man rapid fire on Friday, once again, the second week in a row. I'll be so. tuning in from Cincinnati, so hopefully the hotel internet is pluses. I hope so, too. All right. Yeah. Sounds good. We will talk to you then. Hit the like button on your way out. And of course, subscribe, rate, and review. Talk to you tomorrow on Ivy Nation Sports Talk.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.